The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. You get a little bit of the story of Jonah in today's first reading, but it's really just little snippets, and you don't get the whole import of it. So let me give you some background. Jonah was called to prophesy repentance to the Ninevites in the kingdom of Assyria. Assyria at the time was the world's superpower, far greater than any other empire around the whole world. As a matter of fact, historians say that it's probably the first empire ever. It was also far stronger militarily than any other nation in the world. And the Assyrians liked to throw their weight around, and so the Jews were intimidated and very often influenced overtly by the Assyrians. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, and it was the largest city on the face of the earth at the time. God tells Jonah, go and tell them to repent. Repent of the way they've bullied my people. But Jonah doesn't want to see them repent. He wants to see them punished. He doesn't forgive them. He doesn't allow there to be any possibility of grace for them. So instead of heading east to go to Nineveh, he jumps onto a ship and heads west. The destination is Tarshish which is the farthest west of any known city on the face of the earth by the Mediterraneans. He is trying to get as far away from Assyria as he possibly can. God brews up a storm. The sailors realize that it's because Jonah is not obeying God and they cast him overboard. A fish swallows him up, swims back east, and deposits him right on the shores of Assyria where he was supposed to be from the beginning. Now he has no choice. But he doesn't preach repentance He just wanders through the city saying, in 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. He doesn't give them any possibility of a a second chance because he doesn't want that. And yet, despite the fact that he is trying his hardest to keep them from repenting, everybody repents and God forgives. And Jonah, in a fit of pique, leaves the town and pouts. God shows Jonah his smallness. God shows Jonah just how petty he is. And Jonah stands for the smallness in all of us. When we fail to forgive, when we become overly judgmental, when we look down our noses at other people, when we are happy to receive grace for ourselves, but would rather that God didn't bestow grace on another person. Jonah stands for that kind of smallness 
that tries to cut God down to a small size as well. But God will have none of it. In today's gospel, we hear Jesus for the very first time in the gospel of Mark. And he says, the time of fulfillment is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. The very first thing that Jesus says is, there is a second chance. There is the possibility of forgiveness. God is bigger than your sin. And God will forgive if only you ask him for forgiveness. Sometimes when we cut God's forgiveness out of other people's lives without realizing it, we create doubt about God's forgiveness for ourselves. If God can be cut down to a penny size, what's to say that God will withhold forgiveness from me as well? So we do ourselves damage by limiting God's graciousness. We cast into doubt God's graciousness, just, not just for the people we don't like, but for all of us, ourselves as well. God grieves over our sin, but not because he's a control freak, but because sin is inherently destructive. It's self-destructive, it destroys our relationships with the people around us, and God doesn't want to see us destroy ourselves or our relationships. So yes, God is offended, but not because he's a control freak, but because he wants us to flourish. And as a result of that, he is always ready to forgive. He will do anything that he can to make us flourish even to the point of sending his son to make that happen. So today, as we rejoice in God's forgiveness and God's second chance for ourselves, let us pray that we can not be too resentful when God does the same thing for people we have difficulty forgiving. Because forgiveness and grace are like a circuit, an electric circuit. If it's cut off anywhere, it short circuits, and we all are the poorer for it.